Livy had a rough breakup. What? I thought you were gonna propose to me. At the worst possible time. And she didn't take it well. Chocolate covered caramel corn. Girl, get a grip. True revenge is a dish best served over social media. What are you talking about? Raytrex.com. All the girls are doing it. Now she and her ex's other exes. I need to have some kind of resolution. And I think these girls might be able to help. And that's the proof that he cheated on all of us. That unbelievable two-timing love drunk swindler are about to make this the unhappiest of holidays. Operation Rudolph's Revenge just got rails, yo! For her former oh. flame. Libby, what are you doing here? I'm just here to serve hard apple cider and set the mood. Aren't you and the Stalker sisters getting a little out of control with this? I. Ah! Oh my god. Surely ah! you can recognize there are some good guys out there still. What is this? It's payback. Anderson, what is going on here? These are all my crazy ex-girlfriends. That's what's going on here. You even had me believe in this stupid holiday romance was a real thing. Mar Vista Entertainment presents Tamin Sursok, Brent Bailey, Lindsay McKeon, Abigail Klein, and John Brotherton in a Christmas tale about learning to love without losing yourself. Haven't always made the best decisions when it comes to men. Or maybe it's just hard to know what you're looking for until you found it. Girlfriends of Christmas Past. I had to hit the record button now because as soon as I mention the title of this movie, I want to hear Christine's um, wonderful, wondrous uh, reaction to Girlfriends of Christmas Past. <sighs> I knew it. I knew I'd get that. Uh, welcome to another stocking stuffer. Uh, it is the first stocking stuffer of the year where I have a, I can't call you a guest. It's more like. Uh, yes, I'm guest host. You're not a guest host. It's more like we live together in this house and that house being the podcast. And every December you're like, you know what? I'm going to go spend the holidays elsewhere. I'm going to visit people. But then I'm like, wait, no, you have to come back and, and you know, pick up your, pick up your mail. So you come back to pick up your mail. And when you do, I'm like, hey, while you're here, let's watch this movie and talk about it. Uh, but in this case, I said, let's watch this movie, and I I will live to regret it. That is entirely true. This was not on my list. I mean, I you, I you should see, by the way, my spreadsheet. I took a snapshot of it, but it wasn't the full snapshot. Like, mm-hmm. my Google Doc snapshot of uh, stocking stuffers this year, It in, again, I separated it out by networks that I'm not covering too much of one thing, but I also added, like, a column for notes as far as, like, what about this movie is interesting to me of why I want to cover it. So in some case, it was like female director or ice skating or black people. Mm -hmm. Because these are all the things that you, you know, you look for or hope to (laughs) find. They could potentially set set something apart. Exactly. Yes. This way I'm not just doing the same Hallmark Candace Cameron Bure movie every single time. No, she is not welcome this year. I've made that decision. But you know what is welcome, Christine? Uh, yeah, girlfriends of Christmas past. So you picked it. This is a this is a terrible title, by the way. Oh my god! Because I because I can't retain it. Well, it's really. I started looking. Um, I always download the trailer so that I can play it at the beginning of the episode because most of these movies nobody has seen or heard of. So I like to give everyone that little taste of it. And I found like five of them. I'm like, oh, here it is. No, that's ghosts of girlfriends past. Oh, here it is. No, that's also ghosts of. Christmas girlfriend's past or something. So it's really hard on that note. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, it doesn't really... Girlfriends of Christmas Past. It's a terrible title. It's just, this is a terrible movie. It's a, t- it's a tough title, for sure. Um, this is a movie that... Is it? Oh, so I, so I picked it because... I'll tell you why I picked it. It's on Hulu, mm-hmm. everyone. If you can remember the title after you shut this episode off. You know what? <laughs> Go do it now. Go at it on Hulu now. So it's on Hulu, and um, Zach and I were just kind of... Um, clicking through the holiday stuff because they had added like a holiday tab and um we don't seriously like we don't get into that whole thing mm-hmm. but we were just browsing and they have these things where you can watch sap drip out of a tree now see oh, i like that that's kind of so we were wa- we were watching sap drip and then we clicked over and i said oh my god is that jenna and he said you know i don't know what that means <laughs> i was like cool, cool cool you're right um it's a, it's one of the it's somebody from Pretty Little Liars. And, it's not just and, somebody. It's like one of the the best worst characters on Pretty Little honestly, Liars. Honestly, it is. It's to, it's Toby's sister Jenna, who in the show um, cannot see. She was blinded by a firecracker. Well, she is was blinded by our protagonists on the show, who never once during the course of six years show any remorse for blinding this woman. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. She and Jenna gets into various. She plays you know, the flute on the show. Oh my god, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, she does. So she gets into some stuff. She's bad, but she's not that bad. She's terrible, but she's not the worst. So like, I don't know. She's. I like the character, and I kind of liked the actress. <laughs> you kind of liked, yeah. I have seen her in one other thing. I saw her in a Hallmark. Uh, not a Hallmark, a Lifetime thriller where she played crazy and you know she played crazy in a lifetime thriller i'll leave it at that did she do great because she's a little well here's one thing i didn't know about her but i figured out really quickly on pretty little liars she has a fairly you know it's a supporting role and even when she has episodes like she never talks that much and watching this movie the first thing i noticed was oh she's not american no (laughs) because her accent which apparently is a south african accent really when she is the star of something it is everywhere she sometimes sounded like she was doing some kind of new york borough accent (laughs) i don't know what borough exactly but, like, she was, like, a hybrid of some big city, weird East Coast accent. And I was like, where, where does she think here? she's from right yeah. now? And Zach was like, apparently South Africa. South, I would seem. Yeah. Her okay. name, the actress's name, by the way, is Tamin Shersok. 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 Something like that. She will be referred to as Jenna. We're going to call her Jenna from now on. Yes. Uh, so you picked it because of her and because you yeah. thought, hey, okay, Emily's making me pick, watch one of these movies. Why don't I pick this one? I've suggested like 1,400 different movies to you for this because I th- see ones that I think are funny or like interesting or relevant. But I was like, this is the most relevant. Well, this was when you shot this one at me. You said, oh, hey, this one's on Hulu. It's called Girlfriends of Christmas Pass and it stars Jenna. And I yep. said, done, sold. What more do I need? And then the first thing I, I saw when I pressed play is that this is from Marvista Entertainment, yep. which is the company that produced... Uh, the last year's the Christmas Kiss, which you which you covered with me, and we loved. <laughs> we loved it. And also, oh God, the Spirit of Christmas, the one about the ghost, which we did not love. 
Oh, that one was so confused. It was confusing, much like this movie was confusing. Yeah, the other so- fun tie-in on this one is that it's directed and written by a guy named J- Jake Helgren, who wrote a movie I covered last year, also a Marvista movie, A Dog Walker's Christmas Tale. Oh, my. <laughs> Which was better than this one? Yes. So before we get into it, I just really want to quickly... Apologize. And I did a little, I did a little research... And I wanted to talk to you about some some pretty little liars. Ooh, okay, I'm always open for that. There's there is something coming up that I've been really excited to run past you. So for all of our pretty little liars fans, here's just a quick update on what our four leading ladies have been up to. Um, so Emily, mm-hmm. <gasps> um, Shay Mitchell is in a possession movie. She's oh my god, she's in a possession movie, and she just played a wonderful supporting character on the Lifetime series You. I see that on her on her filmography. She I did not was, know what that was. Oh my god! So I had read the book it was based on, and I liked the book. And then I watched the show, and I loved the show. It actually feels like a good um, sort of not. It's connected to Pretty Little Liars in a certain way. Like it feels like it has the same kind of energy. And it's a show about a stalker, about a psychotic stalker played by the Gossip Girl himself. Um, Penn Bagley, who played the okay. Gossip Girl on Gossip Girl, spoiler alert. Um, and he's obsessed with this girl, and her best friend is Shay Mitchell, and Shay Mitchell plays this super bitchy, wealthy um, like heiress whose name is Peach Salinger. Yep, and she's supposed that. to be related to J.D. Salinger, and she is fabulous. I never thought that she could act that well. I honestly thought Emily was the weak link in terms of the actors on the show. Me too. Um, But on you, she is so much fun. So have you seen the trailer for The Possession of Hannah I have. They air it all the time on everything I watch. Yes. I saw it in... I didn't know anything about this movie. Saw it before, like, in the theater before something else. And, like, I squealed. And then I was like, you're in public. Calm down. (laughs) I'm so excited for this movie. It's rated R, which is very exciting. I know. And it looks like it could be good. I'm very tentative about this. It could be a misdirect. It might be awful. But I'm really excited to see um, Shay Mitchell in a horror movie because, you know, we need all of the little liars. I mean, all of them should be. It's shocking to me that everybody on on Pretty Little Liars hasn't headlined one of these PG-13 horror movies. I know. It's – so, speaking of, we've talked about Truth or Dare. I don't – I never really liked – Aria as a character, but I do like Lucy Hale, okay. and I get excited when she's in things. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, really, she's in a show called Life Sentence, which I don't know anything about, but she's also... I, like I saw a commercial for it, and it looked terrible in a good way. <laughs> yeah. So, there's also a version of Fantasy Island in pre-production <gasps> Ooh, right now that okay. she's in. I'm into it. So, everyone, look out for Fantasy Island coming at some point in time with Lucy Hale. Nice. Um, Ashley Benson, who is my favorite little she's liar, she's the best on actress of the four of them, I think. Um, she is my favorite little liar. Mm-hmm. She is not doing anything that interesting, in my opinion, except she's dating um, that lady who played Enchantress um, in Suicide Squad, Cara Delevingne. Oh, I didn't know uh, Ashley Benson was. Um, was on the spectrum or was I I thought I think I thought she was straight 
I believe that this is accurate. I believe that this is 100% true. If not, they have been adorable and sweet together. And one of them had an initial necklace of the other one's initial. It was adorable and cute. And either way, I love them both, and it's adorable. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so I know, right? Um, our last little liar is Spencer, whose name I can't say. Troy and Belisario. Troy and daughter guess... of the guy that made Quantum Leap. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Good for him. So, <laughs> so Spencer, and I think we've we observed this when we've talked about it. Spencer's like good on that show. Yeah, she's like good, and you can see it in like the. The like the odd episodes where like they have to be from a different time period. Yep. Or I've always felt be- that was to me the mark of who could act and who couldn't. And I think Ashley Benson and Troy and Belisario can, and the other two look very pretty. So she's she's good, and I think she's good. And I have not seen her her Martyrs movie, but I'm super I'm super excited. She's gonna be, um, and I have mixed feelings on Richard Linklater, but she's gonna be in a Richard Linklater okay. movie that has. A fantastic cast. Well, good. Like Lawrence Fishburne and Kate Blanchett. Okay. I like the so, idea of Spencer acting opposite Kate Blanchett. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. So good for you, lady. Good for you, liars. And Jenna has a big future in made-for-Hulu Christmas movies. Which brings us to Jenna in this movie. All right. So first thing you have to do is give everybody a rundown of the plot. <laughs> um. <laughs> So I'm going to refer to her as Jenna the entire time. Please I think do. I said that, Please but I'm going do. to. So Jenna is in a relationship with a dude. I have so much to say about him, <laughs> but she's in a relationship with him. Um, it's around the holidays. I believe it's around Thanksgiving. And her family thinks that he's going to propose. Twist. He doesn't propose. He actually breaks up with her. Um, she gets super sad and like doesn't leave her house for 10 days or something. Well, she does that very movie TV thing of like whining about being broken up with when you just eat ice cream and stay home and everybody thinks you're eating all this food and then they come over, they're like, oh my God, caramel corn. But then they open, but the bag isn't opened. So she's not actually eating it. Yeah. And she doesn't look bad at all. No. And she's fine. And her like mascara is weird and that's it. So she's like super upset. And um, she she has this this like her so she's a also like a party planner, which she's is a party planner, which is which a is very um, a, Christmas movie profession. It, I think every movie we've watched, they've been a party planner or in, um, or designer, yeah, or interior designer. So that's fine. But she has like her associate is like this like ruggedly handsome gay dude Mm -hmm. and they have like you know oh look at our fun relationship (laughs) so she's super hung up on this dude she goes on rateyourex.com which isn't a thing and seems really weird and finds other broads that are not happy with this guy that broke up with her and decides to meet up with them and then hilarity ensues question (laughs) yeah that's that's what the synopsis says it describes them as three hilarious strong-willed women (sighs) so do you want to talk about how much this movie hates women um uh yeah it's not it's not flat it's not a flattering depiction of women who have been broken up with so part of the thing is like so this dude's i guess successful and i really want to talk about question marks around his success well because he's an app developer or something he's a, he he isn't it 
did you ever expect you'd be the CEO <laughs> of your own your the, the head CEO after developing that app six years ago? What does that even mean? The head CEO The head CEO as opposed to the assistant CEO. Yeah, like, oh yeah, I'm not I'm not the head CEO. Yeah, Maybe I mean, I'm just the day. vice CEO. Also, six years ago, like Think about how long six years ago for like is for like the development of an app. Yeah. Think about Twitter six years ago. Think about Snapchat six years ago. Like, what are you talking about six years ago? It makes no sense. And then for the rest of the movie, they refer to it as the firm. So what firm <laughs> is it? The app developing firm? Um, I This is like the second or third movie I watched this year where it seems like somebody's career has changed midway through the movie. Yeah, like, like, is it, are they lawyers? They no. might be, are they bankers? I don't, I don't know, I mean. Advertising agents? I don't know. They, Christine, they have to throw a party. That's all that really matters. So, they have to throw a party, I and, and the broken up girl, aka Jenna, it ends up becoming the person that's going to plan it because she's in the really weird office of the firm and meets somebody that works there and he's like, hey, why don't you do this? And she's like, cool, 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 I'll do it. But it's all to, like, sabotage him Mm -hmm. because she just got broken up with. But these other two women only went out with him for a year and have been broken up with for, like, three years. But it's that all three of them figure out that he was dating the next one while he was still seeing them. But that that doesn't justify the... The, the oh, level. I'm to- not justifying anything about this movie. <laughs> I'm trying to explain what the movie thinks it's justifying. In the um, movie's mind, he is yes. a scoundrel because he started dating another woman while he was still seeing the old one without telling her. Um, and he did that three times now. And therefore, he does, he is bad. Um... Yeah, I I get I get that they're trying to make it seem like everyone's not unhinged and completely unacceptable. Like there there seem to have been efforts made to make these relatable human not terrible people because even the the guy who broke up with her, they try to develop his character. Well, and that's the thing, like I think part of it too is that he might be like the best actor in the movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, and did you look at his filmography? He's been in stuff. He's like a real actor. It's Whereas, are the rest of them not? I try, like, none of them, no, yeah. The, the slightly older woman. The lawyer? I mean, I, the lawyer, who I liked. Apparently, it was on, like, 327 episodes of Grey's Anatomy, a okay. show I've never seen, but that's pretty, she, that's a lot. She was probably the other one that seemed like, okay, she... She could, you could cast her in Pretty Little Liars as a teacher kind of thing. Yeah, and I, I the acting wasn't something I necessarily found to be right. Like, didn't it didn't give me joy? It didn't make me angry. I think it was just happening to me. Yeah. Aside from honestly, I think um, Jenna, who just it, it was not the person to carry this movie. I think. I feel like the rest of the performances were okay for what they were doing. It was just that this movie had no understanding of how human beings or women in particular um, are. No, everyone was really 
weird. Well, and it just had no consistency. It it basically what it did was it decided, okay, we have three female characters, so we need to make them all a type so that the audience can identify with one of them. Right? So you have like um it's almost like they did a Charlotte Miranda and Carrie thing. From Sex yeah, City, right? yeah. Like there's the blonde like one the who dumb I one. guess is kind of ditzy. Yeah, then you have the lawyer who's really no no who, like and that's the other thing about this movie. All these these women all have jobs and the lawyer who's like really on a time schedule and, and is a lawyer and yet they all just stop everything to plan to they do a lot of work to get vengeance on this yeah. guy. So it it very quickly establishes that nothing is more important to a woman than stopping her professional life in order to make the life of an ex-boyfriend miserable. It's it's strange the lengths like if you want me to believe the situation that they're still really angry and bitter, okay, but the lengths that they go to are are really hard to believe. <laughs> well, and they're it, I think my biggest problem was just that Jenna, Jenna's character, not even her as an actor, although that didn't help, is just awful. Like, she is an awful person who hates women. Uh, there's a, a scene, the scene early when she is, when she comes to Anderson's office and ends up, um, real. she discovers that Anderson is now dating his new assistant. Yes. And what does she, so she's pissed off about this. And when this other guy who's like his partner in the firm or bank or mm-hmm. whatever this company is, um, says to him like, oh, it says to her like, oh, that's, you know, that's his assistant. And what does she do? She says, oh, well, I, you know, she's too pretty to be working here. I mean, she could be an office distraction. And it's like, yeah, oh, my God. That was really weird. It, it, that was really strange. Yeah, it's just uncomfortable. And I guess the movie kind of acknowledges it. Like, there's a moment, I think, when her assistant says something to the effect of, like, oh, you don't work with women. You hate women. So the movie kind of understands that this character does seem to hate women. And we, then, like, we get to that when we'll get, get break down the tropes. But you find out her mother's advice to her her whole life was, like, oh, don't befriend women because they'll just steal your boyfriend. <laughs> Which is so, the mother thing really comes out of nowhere for me. Like, like her mother's in there in the beginning, but I didn't get the impression that she was like an issue. Well, when I was going through the movie, because I always keep my like template up as I do it, and I'm, you know, kind of catching some things of, okay, where we're we're set, all that. And at one point I get to dead parents. I'm like, did we have dead parents? We must have, right? Because she, oh no, her parent, her mother's alive. Like, I completely forgot that her mother was alive and was a character yeah. until the end of the movie when she comes back and you're like, oh, right, your mother should be dead because she is evil. She's not a good person. No, no. Nobody in this movie really is. And especially, do you want to know who I hated more than anything in this movie? I can't wait to find out. The, the suitor, Carter. Yeah. He's a fucking asshole. He, Whoa. oh, I know what's good. Oh, all you women just sit around complaining about the kind of, about men, and you don't even see what's in front of you, and you don't really that, know what you want. That conversation was really strange. Get so the fuck point, out of my movie, dude. There, There's a whole thing I don't understand, and I hope that you can explain it to me. But at one point, they're all, they're all sitting and eating dinner. The three main women and um, the dude that is like organizing this party and, and that has it, has a thing for Jenna and their, their conversation is so weird. Like it really is. Maybe you don't know what you want or maybe like, 
And then, and then she just, she doesn't like stand around. She ends up acquiescing and then doubling down at the end and being like, you're right. You were right about me the whole time. You had just met me, but you're right. Yeah. It's horrific. And now granted, like she is a terrible person, but it's not because of that. And it's not anything that. Yeah. That's not the problem. So I'm looking at this guy who wrote it. Um, and he kind of looks like a tool. Let's get that, that out of the way right now. Um, his, like, just even looking at the clothing he's wearing. Not, not so, oh, God, there's a picture of him in a hat with a, um, and I think he is shirtless, but you can't see him shirtless, but you see that he's not wearing a shirt. He has a little hat, and he's got, like, his necktie in his teeth in a sexy pose. So I fucking hate this guy. Uh, and, no, I'm trying to get back because I want to see the... His filmography, like, he, uh, he's, and this is where, you know, we talk about the whole, like, representation thing and the annoying thing about men, right? And he's basically writes exclusively, like, for Lifetime and Marvista. Like, all of his movies are movies that end up there. Um, and, like, I'm just going through it. It's like, you know, Nightmare Nurse and yeah, Honeymoon from that. Hell and all, all these movies. And... I don't ever want to watch another thing this guy does because he thinks he knows everything about women and he does not. Yeah. It's interesting to me. You dislike this, I think, a lot more than I did. You You know, I think we disliked it for different reasons. Well, yeah. Tell me. Okay. Give me your reasons. Um, It was lazy. It Mm -hmm. didn't make any sense. Um, It didn't. It seemed really ham handed. Like. There were, everyone was making mouth smacking noises when they (laughs) talked. Um, What these women did to that man because he cheated on them probably was upsetting. And then what he did to his, what they did to his new girlfriend because of that was abusive. Mm -hmm. They, he's lactose intolerant and they replaced his eggnog with dairy eggnog. Like that's fucking assault. Yeah. What are you doing? And breaking into his house. Yep. Like, and it was funny, I guess, but it's not funny. And then, like, they're, they're like, I didn't, there's so much I didn't understand, too. So that, to me, is, like, I guess budget, but I couldn't help but also feel, like, laziness. Yeah, well, and compare it, think of the two other movies you've seen now by the same yeah. production company. And... A Christmas Kiss was was equally not well made. Like it's it's a very yeah. cheap movie. Um, everything seems a little bit like homemade and not you know really like a movie. But it at its heart it was you know it was fine. It was about a nice person falling in love with another nice person. It had fun. It knew how to do mean villainous characters in a way that was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, now the other one we watched was just boring, right? Yeah. Uh, And in this case, so now, and also remember, this is like the fifth movie of these that I've watched. So the kind of craziness is starting to kick in, which tends to happen. And this reminds me last year when I was doing these, you know, they were all, you know, watched a few, everything was fine. And then I got to one that I think was also Mar Vista and it was called Second Chance Christmas. And it was about a woman that gets amnesia and can't remember like the last year of her, the last couple of years of her life. And she was going to divorce her husband and she has amnesia and then her husband's like oh no you were madly in love and married and she's like oh okay great and the reason they were divorcing was because she was like obsessed with her job and he's like oh you were actually thinking of giving up the company and she's like oh okay and it was so insidiously evil 
Because yeah. it was, you know, I mean, it was just, it, it, I mean, you get it from the premise. And so with this one now this year, and again, I've watched a few of these movies for different networks, and some of them are, you know, better than others in terms of quality, but none of them have been, um, none of them cro- have crossed that line yet where I realize, oh man, this is a movie that is bad for women. Yeah. As opposed to the other ones I've watched, which has just been like, oh, this is really fluffy. This is disposable. Okay, this one, you know, it's a message about family. That's fine. This one, I have no idea what it's trying to say. But in doing so, it says so many things that I think are really damaging in such a um, mean way. And it's also bad. Like, it's just clumsy. There's all these attempts at, like, slapstick and wackiness, and none of them work. Um, you have actors that are trying, which somehow makes it sadder. Like, the actress who plays the new girlfriend, I really liked. Like, she's, I mean, she's really pretty. Um, She has, like, a nice, like, naturalness on camera where I was like, okay, I could see her as the star of one of these movies. And the movie just treats her terribly. (laughs) Like, Yeah. And so I think this one, for me, was, like, that that breaking point one where no you movie you like you can make so many versions of these movies and obviously you can because there's about a hundred new ones every year this is one where it makes me angry that you made it yeah you made a good point with what is this movie trying to say i that bitches be crazy i guess Kinda, yeah bitches but, like, need to stop being crazy to enjoy life but under the guise of like yeah, if they did, if they would just stop, they would, they would be better. But like, they're like, it's super misguided. Yeah. Because it couldn't just be about these three women like being friends and like not. Yeah, and, like, it could have been nice if it ended with the three of them like doing something fun together, like that. Like, and it doesn't. <laughs> It ends, yeah. I guess, with them all, like, for as friends, but not... That's just kind of an incidental aspect of the movie. Exactly. You're right. It's not the focus. It just kind of happened. But what was the focus was them harassing and trying to ruin this man. Yeah. Which I'm not... Look it. Men's right activists aren't, aren't a thing. So <laughs> shut up. And I'm not... I am not the one. So do not try that. But, like... Don't. This is like a human person, though. Yeah. Like I'm. It sucks that it seems like he cheated on you guys. I I feel like maybe you shouldn't break into his house. Right. You could, you've already reported him on badexes.com or probably .net. I think that's <laughs> you, you've done something. You've you've aired your dirty laundry. Go on Facebook and mention it. Done. You know what? And even even it would be less. Of like a problematic setup, if they if they took it upon themselves to like tell this new girlfriend, hey, he hey, cheated on way, all of us. Yeah, I mean, you so know what? He has an app. They could log this... into the Apple Store and leave him a one star review. Isn't that enough? I, I look. I get it. It sucks and it's awful, and all these women felt upset. But like, what? Yeah, but <laughs> at, the, at the cost of your job at the law firm. Yeah, and that's that's so. Uh, okay, so here's my my question. So whatever this company is, whatever this business does, um, the new guy is in charge of throwing the holiday party, which is weird and would never happen. <laughs> that's fine. He's in charge of throwing it, and so what they're gonna do is they're gonna have it at the club, 
he says at one point. The clubhouse, I believe. And I didn't know what that meant. Oh, good. I wondered if I just missed that. Because at one point I read the synopsis and they talk about this as if it was a setting that I should have picked up on and I did not. So, like, they say, I think they say, like, the clubhouse, and I'm thinking, like, okay, I kind of nebulously know what that what that means, but then they just show up to a house in a neighborhood. Yeah, that's kind of my understanding of it. Right near a biker bar. <laughs> Which was a nice bar with normal-looking people oh, in God. it. So, at one point, the characters go to what is supposed to be a biker bar, and it is like it's a like it has like little twinkly light. Like, it's a it's a nice bar. You you're probably paying like eight bucks for a beer in that bar. It's not so. It's not a bar that you would walk into and be like, whoa. Yeah, it's not I the Pee Wee Herman yeah. bar. Yeah, it was just like it looked like a local. Maybe not like it's not like a martini bar with like a piano or anything. Right. But it's it it's not a dive by any means. No. And they go in there and they end up inviting quote unquote bikers to this party. And then the quote-unquote bikers show up. And this movie's understanding of bikers, quote-unquote, is highly amusing. It's weird. It's so, weird. like, they, they, the people have, like, bandanas on. And one of the girls has, like, greenish hair. And, like, they're wearing black. And I think at one point there's a black guy. So like, In this watch movie? out, everybody. Yeah. Well, he's one, he's one of the the seedy people that they invited from that bad bar. <laughs> but they show up and like, like so they're tr- also this is such a convoluted mess. So also they're trying to impress a German investor. Oh my god, the German investor was the best character in the movie. The German investor should have his own movie. He, I want his own movie. He was like, no, don't ask them to leave. I love all these random strangers. But no, no, no. You have to say it the way he said it. I love all these random strangers. It, it's, it's, look at it. It's weird. I, it's weird. I don't understand what he's an investor for. At some points at that, at this party, there were like seven people there. <laughs> like, who's, does no one work? I was very confused at that point. I had kind of given up on the plot and was more hoping to see, like, okay, how, you know, is this, are we going to end on a story of friendship or female empowerment? Or, oh, no, good, um, Jenna decided to go with the guy that told her he knows her, her better than, than she does, that kind of thing. So by then mm-hmm. I was too angry to care. Even with that much good karaoke, I was still annoyed. It's 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 an annoying, confusing movie yes. that tries to be um, to, t- to it tries to grandstand like it's taking the moral high ground, but it's not because then the 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 dude who broke up with them all and cheated on them is like. I understand now. I'm sorry. Like you, you ruined you my ruined party. My 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 app company. Yeah, and my investors pulled out. And but it's okay. I understand. I'm sorry. I was bad to you. Yeah, it's you know if I wanted to watch a movie about uh, you know women teaming up and wasting their time on the guy that cheated on them, I could just watch Outrageous Fortune and see it done with Shelley Long and Bette Midler and be much happier. <sighs> I don't know. Zach hated it. Yeah. I would 
I would ha- I did too. <laughs> um, he was he was very angry about it. It's an it's an angry movie. Yep. I feel like if you just want to put one of these on to like kick back and, and relax, like, yeah, this is not the one. Think it's funny or oh, this is silly and low budget. Who does that? Whose job is that? Why is their house like? Then don't watch this because this one is just too much. And it's also not. I mean, this also is, I think, because it's Marvista and the budget's so low. It's not pretty to look at. Like, usually in these movies, all the women at least dress really cute and wear cute party dresses. And, you know, the the scenery is all Christmas trees around them and everything. And this one's just not even pretty. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, because that, that house that they went to... Um, the clubhouse. It wasn't even. It wasn't even decorated nice. No. It wasn't pretty. It just looked like somebody's really nice. Granted, I'm not judging the house. Really <laughs> nice house, like in the suburbs. I didn't. I didn't. I like the house better in the one with the with oh, the lady. Yeah, oh, that's the yeah, one Christmas. where the lady has to decorate. Right. That is a Christmas kiss. Yes, yeah, so that's and that they, is the other one. They, they eat a lot of food decorator. and stay up late, and nobody knows how to hold a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yes, that one. Yeah, I liked the house better in that one. Yeah, so you don't even have, like, oh, at least it's pretty to look at, which is a big thing. Like, when I first started watching Pretty Little Liars and I didn't know if I was into it, I'm telling you, every every one of the liars' kitchens would sell me. Every time I'd see that kitchen, I'm like, ooh, farmhouse sink and island, you know, hood, all that. And in this, no, we don't need, it's not even nice to look at. Yes, yeah. It's it's just not good. You want to run through the um, the tropes and see if it hit our checklist. Let's do it. All right. Well, our lead in need of a lesson. Uh, we yes, she. But we don't know what the lesson is because she doesn't seem to learn one in the movie. Mm-hmm. I guess she learns that women aren't that bad. Uh, I I mean I guess yeah. So here's a question: Where is this movie set? California. Yeah, right? Because they don't say I, it, but it's kind of assumed I saw it's LA. Okay. Um, here's my... So I guess, you know, maybe in the beginning of the movie, she's visiting her family for Thanksgiving. And meanwhile, at Thanksgiving, they decorate the entire place for Christmas, which, as you would say, is neither here nor there. But here's a question. Why are the crickets so loud? Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, God. Go back and watch that opening scene and see if you can even hear the dialogue. There are so many it, crickets. It, is it bad? I, I noticed a lot of sound stuff. Yes. Um, like I said, like the mouth smacking noises. Yeah, yeah. I feel like really a lot of R two stuff going on. Yeah. All right. The um, bland love interest. Yes. Oh my God. This guy's name Carter, right? Because, I mean, again, I liked Anderson way more than I liked Carter. And the fact that I just said Anderson and Carter and their characters in a movie also makes me want to throw something at the TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's an asshole. He is he is a nightmare man. I really hated him, and the more I think about it, the angrier I'm getting. So we'll move oh, on. No. He was very dislikable, though. I have yeah, to agree. Yeah. Uh, the montage, which we did get one. Hmm. Yes, we did. Yep, 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 yep. So the girls, it's when they're plotting, and it does that thing that I actually really love in a montage, which is you take a song with lyrics, and you match the lyrics to the action on screen. So the song was called, like, Raise a Glass or something, and sure enough, as the song sings that lyric, the girls are toasting wine. Uh... Uh, Number five, we don't get, because there are no dead parents in this movie, which is the mark of a shitty Christmas movie. 
Yeah, everybody seems pretty alive. I know. Without dead parents or a dead spouse, it is never as good. Even the dude she, like, hooks up with doesn't seem to have a sob story. No. No. It's really unsettling. Disappointing that nobody's dead in this movie. Uh, (laughs) The sassy sidekick, which we actually do get quite a few, I guess... Yes, we definitely do. That there, there are a lot of sassy sidekicks in this. Yeah. Um, who do you think is the sassiest? I think that the blonde girl is mm-hmm. pretty sassy. She seems very. They're trying to play it like she's the youngest, so she has a lot of affectation. Yep. I feel. Um, also, the lawyer is kind of sassy, but like in like a shitty way. Well, the, you know what the lawyer reminded me of? The lawyer reminded me of Spencer. Yeah, I could see that. Right? Like in a few She's years, very, like, no nonsense. Mm-hmm. And, like, I have, I have stuff to do. Yeah. Except let me drop all of it to get revenge on the guy I dated two years ago. Yeah. Like, take multiple mm-hmm. days off. They slept at that place the night before what? the party. Who does that? And then people started showing up for the party while, while Jenna was making breakfast. What time? When does this... How is this party? I don't understand. Uh, it was a lot to take. Um, and then you have the uh, assistant party planner. Yes. He was sassy. I liked him. I actually... And like, yeah. He was like no nonsense, though. Because he was really the voice of reason in the, in the movie. Yeah. Like, everything he says is actually right. Uh, and I liked the actor, too. I thought he was had a good kind of presence and was was able to say these lines without sounding like he was saying these terrible lines. Yes, and this is why I so I posted in the face uh, Facebook group, are there any queer Christmas yep. movies? But I I specifically meant this type. I didn't not anything subversive, but like or, oh. or like like this mm. type. Like why and then Zach told yeah. me I was being foolish and because Christmas is is a Christian holiday and that that it would go against and blah 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 and I was like but now they just like money the people making these movies like money oh yeah so maybe they should do something else so because I'm thinking this this now is perfect that guy should be should have a Christmas movie where it's just like all the genders are different yep. I yeah I I would watch a movie with him in the um Jenna role or him in the Candace Cameron Bure role without question right and then Chris there's Salvatore another, is his name he was good and there's another movie on Hulu um Married by Christmas I think it's called okay. and we, we we won't watch it but the um, <laughs> the main woman in it is is plays uh, a gay character on the DC show Le- Legends of Tomorrow and I thought wouldn't it be so cool if she was gay in this movie too but like no that's it, not what know, happened I'm thinking now and it's it is kind of shocking in a way because on one hand I'm always surprised when on some of these movies even Hallmark there is a gay character like a very clear gay character yeah um and i mean this one you have one but again this isn't this is made for marvisto which usually ends up on like sometimes on up but usually on like the smaller channels on lifetime a lot of times there will be a gay character but again to my knowledge i don't think any of the main networks have done one of these movies about a gay character Mm -hmm. um as I say that, it, it actually really surprises me that Netflix hasn't, because that's where it would make perfect sense to me. Because I think Hallmark has such a 
conservative fan base and the fact that the face of the Hallmark movies, the person that hosts all of these premieres is Candace Cameron Bure. That tells you a lot. And not to say that the movies are completely straight. They do have gay characters in the movies. Mm -hmm. But I would be shocked if Hallmark is the one to have one first. I could see it done on net to me. Netflix is the of the main networks is a place that makes sense to do it because you're not from a network perspective. You don't have sponsors that you're going to risk alienating. And again, it's 2018. That's a, that's a good things point. Are, I mean, again, like most serial brands now have commercials with biracial couples and, um, you know, non uh, traditional gender performing yeah. couples, but to still have a network like, Hallmark focus one of these movies on a gay character I think they probably see that as a risk yeah and and correct me if I'm wrong because I think you would know more than me but there has been a progression of these from when they first gained some popularity and they were very they were very preachy and they were very they were almost always very religiously slanted I'm thinking capital C for Christmas or whatever it was called specifically like that one was made though through I forget the name of the company but you have some that are specifically made on different I guess it has to do with the production company yeah because Christmas with a capital C is is not one of the hallmarks it's none of those I've never seen it air on TV I'm sure it has it would probably end up on the up network mm-hmm. um so you do I think it's more you have Hallmark which is its own entity where it's a network and production company they are that network is producing the movies that they're going to air Mm -hmm. and the movies are going to stay on Hallmark some of them end up on Netflix but lately they've been it seems like Hallmark has its own streaming service too that you can rent pay to use on the on the Roku. Mm-hmm. So it seems like Hallmark now is kind of becoming their own kind of like Netflix. They'd rather do their own thing than air anything else. Um with the other networks, I think it's a little bit looser. And then you have something like Mar Vista who made this movie, which is now on Hulu. It probably aired, I'm guessing, on Up or Ion initially. And with that, it seems more like they're going to just keep kind of getting traded back and forth to whichever network has the rights to them at that time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's odd. I know David Dakota, who does a lot of the 1313 movies, yes. he directs a bunch of the movies that end up on um, Up or Own or Ion. He's done every the last three years. He's done one with Vivica A. Fox, and again, it's a one of these Christmas movies, but it's more like his cast of people. Like Eric Roberts is in one of them, mm-hmm. um, and again, those ones are a little bit more adult and tend to have a little more innuendo and occasionally a gay character. But he's still never done one about a gay character. So I, I just don't know. think it could be interesting. Oh, I think it would be fascinating, uh, and I'm really now curious. Because A, I'm wondering if I just don't know of them. And I'm, you know what I also wonder is, um, and you know what? And now I'm mad that they haven't done it. Uh, what is the network that Drag Race used to be on? Logo? Logo. That's exactly what I said, too. Has Logo done one? I wonder. I, I don't know. I mean, I honestly, I feel like, I know this is unfair, but I honestly feel like you would know. Oh, I so. should know. No, I completely agree. I'm embarrassed that I don't know. But I don't think Logo has made their own. And I mean, like, come on, make a drag queen one. 
like do one of these movies but cast like Valentina as the lead you know you could do so much Look, yes, obviously. There's so many things we could do. And at this point, they are so in the the zeitgeist that, yes, do yeah. different things. And, and even if it is creatively bankrupt, just get that money. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah. I just want to see something different than, than this. Yeah, I mean, that's what Netflix did last year. They just kind of dropped one out there. They dro- or dropped one or two. I think it was A Christmas Prince and A Christmas Inheritance. Yeah. And both were like, okay, hey, here's us doing that same thing that, that Hallmark does. Let's see if anybody... Oh, my God, everybody watches it. And I think it was pretty clear that, like, A Christmas Prince was huge for Netflix. And it did nothing new. Um, it did everything that a Hallmark movie does. It was just, wow, that is how popular this is. So why Mm -hmm. not just... And they've, again, this year, the one I watched so far for Netflix was about a black character. And it was a very diverse movie. And the characters in it, it was like, you know, you had black characters, you had white characters, you had Indian American characters. And you're like, oh, okay, wow, they're they're doing the same thing. But they clearly said, okay, let's do it, but let's, let's make it more inclusive. Would make perfect sense. I'm I'm going to make a prediction that Netflix next year is going to have the first gay um, cozy cardigan Christmas movie. I don't know if I'm right. We'll find out. I I hope so. Yeah. Same. Honestly, I hope so. All right. Let's uh get through the rest of these. Um, number seven is the evil woman or evil boss character, which <laughs> is Jenna, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, she seems to be a terrible boss for one thing. And she hates women, so therefore she qualifies. Uh, slapstick is the next one. Christine, did you notice any slapstick in this movie? Um, yeah. You think? It was a, there was a lot of it, right? No, there's so much. Okay, I so was confused much. for a second. And like, yes, it was yeah, and it was just like the worst. Again, it was the Bella Swan school of clumsiness, where yeah, character isn't really clumsy, and she's trying really hard to look clumsy, and it's obnoxious. Yeah. Um, and then number nine, which is my favorite and the one that we usually always get, but we didn't get here, is the sage old person. Yeah, there was like an absence of old people in this. Yeah, because the only character that could fill that role is Jenna's mother. And as we've established, she actually gives terrible advice. Yep. Yeah. Uh, number 10 is Santa Claus. Do you recall a Santa Claus sighting? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> yeah, it wasn't very good. But one of the, um, which one? It's the the Zoe, the kind of dumb blonde, gets her friend to fake play Santa Claus to, um, again, make Anderson look bad. Uh, And the disappointing thing is the bonuses, which is usually where these movies clean up. We didn't get any. Like, public domain holiday songs. Did we have any? No, but we had... Weren't, like, we had fake holiday songs. We did. Right? Yes. I don't understand it. Did this movie not understand that you don't have to pay for public domain holiday songs? Yeah, I don't know. I think that's it. It was weird. Like, those were fake, though, right? I, I mean, I didn't watch this. Hulu's really annoying about letting you watch the end credits. It makes it really hard to figure out how to watch them. Yeah. So I didn't actually get to look at the song list at the end. But you'd never heard of no, I did these not. songs no. before. No, okay. I definitely didn't. Uh, I didn't catch any product placement, although I really would have liked to know more about Anderson's app. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't think I did either. No, if if they were paid to use anything, then they would have, you know, used that money elsewhere. Uh, I don't think there were any children in this movie at all, right? 
No. Nope. Yeah. No children oh, wait, wait, and no one over wait, 40. Wait, the, bo- the boring dude had like a niece and a oh, nephew. Oh, yeah, at one point. And it, it felt like it was there just to establish that he was single, right? Because yeah. he's out and about with two kids, and then Jenna says, oh, are those your children? And he's like, no, they're my niece and nephew. And it's like, oh, okay, available kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Ice skating. Yes. Oh, yeah, we had ice skating. And we had people falling during ice skating, so double whammy with slapstick. Uh, I didn't, Canadianisms, I don't think this was filmed in Canada. I think it was filmed, like, in somebody's office in L.A. Or not L.A., like, in the Valley. I think so, too. Yeah. And characters with Christmas names, well, we don't know any of the characters' names. We've just been calling them their pretty little liars' names. I don't think anybody had any Christmas names. They all seem to have, like, just millennial-ish, normal... Uh, and no Christmas tree lighting either, right? No. No. I might add a point going forward for karaoke, because we've had a, I've had a lot of karaoke so far there, this year. This karaoke, oh this karaoke is worthy of multiple points. <laughs> um, so the next thing that I've been doing is taking um, my favorite IMDb user review. Uh, <laughs> so here's one that I'd like to read. It's from Kimba11955. Kimba rates this movie 7 out of 10 stars. That's that's a lot. Well, I don't know. Uh, here's the review. <clears throat> I'm really curious in the one scene where she's singing in the kitchen and cooking and she's singing about Kiss Me Under the Mistletoe. That's how I will know. Is that a real song? And if it is, can you please tell me how to get it or who sings it? Seven stars. Seven stars. Seven so it's stars. like... Is she saying that her request is worth seven stars? (laughs) Or is she saying the song is seven out of ten? Well, for a song that's only seven out of ten, she really wants it bad. Yeah, that's a good point. I think think the movie for her is like probably a three out of ten, but then the song is a ten out of ten. So that's how you average out to seven. Oh, got it, got it. It works that way. I can't do math. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, So what more do you have to say about Girlfriends of Christmas Past? It was the songs that confused me. <laughs> uh, one other thing that I really liked, this movie had really enthusiastic extras. I didn't notice. Yeah, and a few scenes, like especially the party scenes, whenever you had characters like just behind the main uh, characters, they uh-huh. would be like really into their fake conversations in a way that I respect. Huh. I, if I if I hated this less, I would go back through it and look. <laughs> so I'm guessing you don't recommend it. No, because there are there. Are, I'm sure you could recommend things that are actually fun or funny or like an easy, lighthearted watch. Mm-hmm. This was just obnoxious. Yeah, it was. It was not good. And again, some of the ones that are not good are at least entertaining because they're so cheap. But this mm-hmm. one just really bothered me because I think yep. it represents what when these movies can go wrong. Because for all <sighs> their innocence and for all, you know, hey, millions of people watch these movies and love them. And I think that's fine. And I'm, I'm not judging you for your opinions. Um, but when something like this gets put in the mix, it makes me scared because I don't want millions of people watching this and feeling good about it because you should watch this and question it. Yeah, there's other stuff. Yeah. Go watch other stuff and feel good about it. 
All right, so that was Girlfriends of Christmas Past. Christine, I hope you come back for one more. I I, I will. <laughs> do you, do you know any of anybody else officially that's going to be joining you that you can advertise? Um, I do. I feel like I want to keep these out as surprises, <gasps> though. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Let me know because okay. I don't want to be surprised. <laughs> Fair as, as my occasional roommate. I'm going to hand you your catalogs and all your overdue bills and Thank send you. you on your way. When you come back, I'm going to tell you all about the other movies we're going to cover. Exciting times. Well, Merry Girlfriends of Christmas Past, Christine. And a Merry Girlfriends of Christmas Past to you. Wonderful.
time has come for us to say.